So here's a weird question for you. Do you believe in magic? And I'm not talking about, you know, Harry Potter or any of that kind of thing with wands and all that, because I I don't think that's real. But I'm talking about like magic, you know, manipulating things, performing signs, and just the overall plain unexplainable. Because my take on that is that magic and magic in general exists. Whether we call it magic, sorcery, demon worship, whatever, it exists. And it is mentioned in the Bible and still goes on today. And the fact it's mentioned in the Bible, that alone tells me it exists and that we need to be aware of it. But if you talk to anyone who's ever traveled to like a third world country or a smaller nation, especially like I've heard people who have gone to Haiti because I'm very familiar with people who have been to Haiti. And in Haiti, voodoo is still a very big thing. And they'll tell you, you know, what, what they've seen down there is real. Like it's, you know, it's not from God, obviously. It's definitely from the enemy, whatever these kind of things going on are, but they exist. But you don't even have to go to a smaller nation or a third world country to do it. If you just look at here in you know America or first world countries, we've seen this huge uptick in the quote unquote new age spiritualism, which includes you know using crystals, incense, chants, and all these other things to essentially do types of sorcery or magic or whatever. Like I said, you can call it demon worship or whatever, but it's magic. That's the you know the plain term we can use to explain what is going on and I won't even go into it really too much but in my past before I regave my life to Christ and everything I've kind of dabbled in all that new age stuff so I definitely know firsthand that that stuff exists it's not just you know people holding crystals on a shelf you know there's some weird stuff going on in there and it's something that we need to be on guard of and aware of because the enemy is working through misleading people into performing these things, following these things, and thinking it's good and okay when it's not. But why am I even talking about magic exactly? You know, I'm saying it exists and it's mentioned in the Bible, but why do we even need to be aware of it? And why should it be something that's important for us? Because I do believe it's important for us Christians to understand that it is real and that it's something we need to think about and be on guard of. And I know this is kind of weird sounding probably, kind of hearing me ramble about magic, but listen through this whole podcast before you just turn me off and say, well, magic's fake or whatever, because I think it's important for us as Christians to guard our hearts against this. And my thoughts immediately start with Matthew 24, verses 23 through 24, which Jesus says, Then if anyone says to you, look, here is a Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So right there, that verse, we hear it so often, and I think the problem with the way we hear it is I think we typically just think about the false Christ part. We think about the false prophets, but never about what they're doing, because it's really easy to see a false Christ typically. You know, we see cults starting all over the world that are just really charismatic people who are claiming to be Jesus. And they're only leading astray so many people. And it's people who typically weren't Christian to begin with and are just looking for some new hope. But us Christians, you know, the majority of the time can look at that and easily say, that's a false Christ. That's a false prophet. Because all they're doing is just saying some really nice things, you know, putting some sweetness to their words and making people want to come to them. But all it is is words. All it is is their charisma, their swagger. 
And it's really easy for us to know, hey, you're not Jesus because you're just some guy who's manipulating people. But when Jesus' words there, he doesn't just say, look out for people who are claiming to be me and who are good with words. He specifically says, false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders. You know, for me, you may disagree with this, but for me, a great sign is not just some guy who's good at talking. When I think of a great sign, you know, that'd be if, you know, like Jesus did. Jesus healed people just by, like, touching them and sometimes not even touching them, just flat out saying to them, hey, you're healed, and they're healed. That, that to me, is a great sign and a wonder. So Jesus here is saying, watch out, because people are going to be doing these kinds of things. And like I said, for most of us, it's easy to see that these false Christs that appear all the time, it's easy to see they're false. Because, of, like I said, aforementioned, like, they're just talking. They're just personality traits. But what if one of these guys started doing a miracle? or a sorcery, or some sort of magic, would we still be able to see them as the false liars they are? And that's where I think we need to be aware that these things exist in the world. Because I think too often we see miracles and unexplainable things as only something God can do, but it's very clear in the scripture itself that other people can do these things through other means. I don't know what those means are, but... Here in Exodus 7, uh, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this because there was a lot before it, but it says, Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers and the magicians of Egypt, and they did the same by their secret arts. And what that's in reference to is this. When Moses goes, because I'm reading through Exodus right now, so this is why all this even popped in my head. So when Moses goes to Pharaoh, when God told him, hey, go tell Pharaoh to let your pe- let the people go and you know perform these signs in front of him to show that I am God. And the one thing I think that I've noticed before but never really hammered on is when Moses goes and performs these signs, the first three signs he does, the Egyptians do the same thing. Like 7-Eleven says, the, the, the wise men, sorcerers, magicians, they did the same by their secret arts. What those secret arts are, you know, it's not from God clearly, so that means it's got to be from the enemy. But the first three signs he does is, you know, he throws the staff down, it becomes a snake. Then the Egyptians do the same thing. He goes to the Nile, turns the water into blood. Magicians do the same thing. Makes a plague of frogs. The magicians do the same thing. Then finally, when it gets to the fourth sign, the gnats, the magicians aren't able to, you know, keep up with it anymore. At that point, whatever they were tapping into to do that just could not do it anymore. It's really important that we recognize that, that the enemy can still do things. The enemy is not as powerful as God by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, the enemy cannot even begin to compare to God. But that doesn't mean that it, the enemy can't do these things that might lead us astray. Because let's just be honest, if we were sitting here and some guy came up and said, hey, I'm from God, and we said, prove it, and he threw his staff down and turned it into a snake, I'm willing to bet a good chunk of us would be like, oh, you must be right. Because that's some. I mean, I can't turn a staff into a snake. I've never seen that happen, never anything close to that. Yeah, nothing like that has ever happened in my life. And I I just can't even imagine what that would even be like. And so we have to be aware that signs, wonders, all these things, they can still be done by the enemy. And we need to make sure that we know who Christ is. Because this is a very early Bible story, the Exodus situation. I mean, this is the second book of the Bible that we're already being shown that, hey, the enemy 
can do things that will lead you astray. The enemy can do things that are miraculous, that are, because that's the only word I know to use to describe it, the, that are magical. These things can be done by the enemy. They are not always from God. They may not be as powerful as God, and they're not going to be as true as God. Because, you know, we see uh, Aaron's staff devours the snake that was turned in by the Egyptian staff. So, you know, God conquers the these secret arts all the time. But it's very important for us to recognize that this story was a very early part of the Jewish history. And that I think God allowed that to happen so that we would know to what to look out for. Because going back to Matthew, Jesus said people will perform signs to even sway the elect. And I think these are the kinds of things that we really need to be aware of. Because, you know, too often we say, yeah, that's obviously not Jesus whenever some cult leader appears. But will we be able to discern when these leaders start doing signs, when they start doing magic, when they start doing miracles? Will we be able to still say in full confidence, that's not Jesus? Because that's what Jesus was calling us to do, was to make sure that we understood who he was. And, you know, the most obvious way to knowing who Jesus is, is to have a relationship with him. And if you have that relationship with him, you know his heart, because his heart is on your heart. And he convicts you of things. The Holy Spirit convicts you of things, really. But with Jesus in your life, you understand who he is. You understand what to look for. You understand how he operates you understand his character so when you know whenever you see a false prophet you can easily say that's not jesus because you know who jesus's character is you know who he is and if you've got that relationship with him you'll be able to look at a false prophet and be like well that's not who i'm in a relationship with so you need to strengthen your relationship with christ first off to be able to not be swayed by these false prophets and the second way is just reading the bible you know i've stressed that in so many episodes how important reading the bible is and if you read the Bible, you'll notice things like this in Exodus that will say, hey, here's examples of when the enemy has gotten really clever to try to stop people. And if you, you know, use, if you read these stories, you can build your defense up, you know, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God includes the word, the scripture, the history, the history and the stories that are in the Bible are part of that armor. And they will help you defend against the things that happen in the world because you know in our lifetime we haven't seen much of this magic stuff like i said unless you go to like somewhere where you know demons are really working through voodoo and things like that or if you're around people who are in this whole new age thing if you're not around any of that i mean we've got so much technology and stuff blinding us you know the enemy doesn't have to work very hard so we don't really see it as much as like you hear about in these old stories so it would be very easy for us in the 21st century if some dude just like showed up and started you know, doing some crazy signs, I don't even know what they would do. It would be really hard for us to be like, wow, that's, that's, you know, that's unusual. That's, I've never seen like that before. That must be Jesus, but it's not Jesus because Jesus makes it very clear that when he comes again, there's going to be no mistaking it. And I think that includes everyone. I think when Jesus returns, you know, there's some scripture to kind of back this, but it's, I think it's mostly my opinion. I may be wrong. I'm, I'm not a scholar on this, but I think everyone's going to know it's Jesus when Jesus is coming. I think that when Jesus comes, even the non-believer will say, whoops, I messed up because that's Jesus. And I think we will all know. There will be no mistaking it. So if there has to be like debates and arguments had because of we're trying to figure out if this guy's Jesus, that alone says, hey, that's not Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's just plain and simple because Jesus made it very clear. The Bible makes it very clear that there will be 
no mistaking that it's Jesus when he comes again. He's going to, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be coming down in the clouds and we'll all see it. We'll all be in awe of our king coming out of the sky as far as we can understand it and coming to us and, you know, his new kingdom will be on earth and the whole end times kind of stuff, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of things that will make it very clear that Jesus is coming and that it is actually Jesus. So let's just be on guard. Be on, like, you know, we don't probably talk about this enough in the church. And that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this, to be on guard against magic, against sorceries, against all these things that, you know, it's not just card tricks, you know, even like a card trick that's quote unquote magic. Think about how much that sucks people in. If you see a street performer playing with cards, brings everybody in. Now imagine if that guy was doing some legit magic, some legit sorcery, some legit miracle, something like that. It wouldn't just be a couple people hovering around watching this guy. It would be a magnitude of people. And I pray and hope that when that time comes, none of my fellow brothers and sisters, myself included, I pray that none of us will be those people standing around watching. I, I pray that we'll understand who Jesus is and know who Jesus is and be able to easily look at that and say, that's not my Jesus. But, you know, I know this is kind of a weird topic, and I hope I've made sense in what my point was getting at, but at the end of the day, I'm not a pastor.